0: Hello everyone, thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. And today we are joined by Alejandro Reyes. And Alejandro builds brands and grows communities. He's most famous for building a digital strategy that took an unknown startup to $100 million in two years. And he now helps coaches plus course creators grow and monetize their audience with Facebook money-making group. So I've asked him to join us here today to talk about profitable paid ads and nurturing communities who nurture us as well. Alejandro, how you doing, my friend?
1: Yo, yo, man! Good to be here, Daryl. Super pumped, and yeah. Um, yeah, let's do it.
0: Good to have you here. Now, before we get into all this, I'm just curious: Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? How did you get into entrepreneurship? I
1: mean, that's not- yeah, no, I definitely did not. My family, we grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Literally, there is the wrong side of the tracks, and uh, so so no entrepreneurs. Just a bunch of single moms. My mom, my grandma, my great grandma, my aunt my sister, like everyone's a single mom, bro. So we, uh, you know, there was people that were more unfortunate. My, my grandmother made sure that we didn't kind of play victim mentality. And so she taught us, taught us to work hard and, and uh, have a good attitude about everything. And then my mom, when uh, she was working, and she, at some, some guy came in and said, Hey, I want you to come to a hotel meeting. This is in on like 1997. I was 17 years old, senior in high school. And, uh, She's like, I don't do sales, but you might want to talk to my, my son. He's on the phone all the time with his friends. And so long story short, I show up and there's, there's like Porsches outside. There's, there's, you know, there's Lamborghinis and, you know, went to one of these MLM things and you know, a lot of people, you know, crap on MLM, but MLM, a lot of the best marketers and OG marketers we know got their, their started entrepreneurship because of MLM. And so. I love MLM for the simple fact that it, it it really introduced me to the idea of leverage and uh, passive income, and uh, and so so yeah so so I was in MLM for a while and uh, I sucked at it for a long time had a couple hits and uh, yeah man so that's kind of how I got into entrepreneurship.
0: Hmm. So you said you started with MLM. And that's what you got going. Was that kind of your first business? Then it sounds
1: like. Yeah, my first business was was working there's a company called prepaid legal there was legal services and uh, you know people would pay 26 dollars a month and you got a few bucks from that the more you sold you got a few more bucks from that and i was terrible bro i joined a bunch of them i was trying to figure it out i just i knew that i did not want to go what took my parents you know to work two jobs and put you know you know sometimes Taco Bell on the tape, you know what I mean? Sometimes top ramen and, um, you know, they worked really hard. Sometimes, you know, we had some, some, but, but it was just a struggle to see that, to work two jobs and not really get ahead in life and for them to always be arguing about money. So I knew that the path of like corporate was just not something I wanted to do. And I don't hate on other people that go do that. You gotta do whatever makes you happy. But for me, I just, I just did not want to do that.
0: Yeah. And we need all shapes and sizes in the jungle, you know, so you don't want just one giant you know, homogenistic society that that wouldn't be good for anybody. So I, I don't mean that one for free I, as an MLM. I think I paid for that service. I might've, I might've been on someone's downline.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. You might've been. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so what was one of your earlier businesses that like, where you really felt like you were venturing into business? Was it the startup or was it before then?
1: No, I, I, uh, I, I was doing all these network marketing. And then I, I met a dude, I'd known a guy for a few years and he says, I'm starting this, this multi-level marketing company. I found a doctor. I don't know the name of the company yet. I want you on board. And uh, you know, a year later, the guy's like they're killing it and um, they got investors and all this good stuff. Long story short, I ended up joining the company, made a little bit of money. They gave me a free BMW in 2008 and It's pretty rad, but I just did not love the idea of network marketing. You're basically at Starbucks or coffee shops and you're like looking at everyone like a potential prospect. And I, I just did not look at relationships. I looked at relationships like, how can I work with this person to help me grow my downline? I just did not like that at all. And a friend of mine mentor, he said, I said, man, if you could figure out what you're most passionate about, and finding a, a way to get paid to do that, you'll never work a day in your life. And this is 2008. I ended up starting an, an SEO agency at the time that turned into a paid advertising agency. My friend, Justin Brooke, kind of kind of helped me learn SEO yeah. and then helped me learn paid traffic. And uh, and so that's that's kind of, the agency is my, was my first business. My first business, not, not a network marketing company that I, I was under, but it was, the SEO agency was like literally my first consulting business.
0: Yeah, got it. Yeah, Justin Brooks, no stranger to this show. I think he's been on three or four times. So Nice. Yeah, he's, he's, a, great, he's a great guy. So you got you started. You got ACO and then paid ads. And it was yep. just smooth sailing, nothing but success and sunshine and rainbows or what?
1: Well, I I sucked for so long, for a long time. So from 99, 98, 99 to like 2007, 2008. So it's like almost a decade of failure. So... I learned a lot though. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like a 10-year of a night. So so I just, you know, my agency started crushing. I started hosting these events, you know, we'd get two there's networking events we get 200 people come out every third Thursday of the month. The first one we had was at like a panera bread and everyone smelled like bread after, but then that but then big like lounges and bars and penthouses like these, you know, the, the Sacramento Kings, like we started they started inviting us and giving us appetizers. And it became this really big movement in Sacramento. And we used to do these big workshops with like four or 500 people. And uh, and, and that kind of really got me excited. Like, how can I fill rooms, but of people online? And so we started doing these events because of Jeff Walker and uh, we started doing launches. And how do we build excitement and buzz and energy to get people really excited about stuff? Apple does it, you know, Tesla, you know, Elon Musk throws a boulder at the window and it goes viral. And so that was kind of like, that play is still the play that I use today. Grew my agency to the point where I was on the news every single week in the Sacramento area, the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area radio. And in 2012, my wife, it was kind of her turn. You know, we were married for seven years and she always wanted to go to nursing school and work with premature babies. And uh, so I sold everything and we moved to Seattle from California to Seattle for her to go to nursing school. And that's when I went to that startup and that's the startup that went from unknown to a hundred million dollars in a couple of years, built a digital strategy there and uh, absolutely insane of an experience. And uh, yeah, so, so that's kind of, so I I was having some success, man. I was like, kind of like hit after hit after hit as a result of like sucking for 10 years.
0: Right. Right. So just. For the people that are listening that are maybe new, you said that you were kind of using the Jeff Walker model to fill rooms and workshops, and out of those, you'd get agency clients and consulting work. Is that accurate? You'd have a. I
1: just, I, I. To to me, the way I look at Jeff's thing is, is, if you think of an Apple event, Apple builds a bunch of excitement and hype to the point where people are waiting in line the night before. Jeff's model is building so much anticipation and excitement so that when people, when you announce your link, your open cart people, there's a wait list of people ready to buy. And so I took that kind of like getting people excited and ready and building hype and buzz for all the workshops we did in person for all the events and networking events to my bigger kind of events as well. And so I, I, as a result of doing that for my personal brand, you, for me, I ended up going from becoming the hunter to becoming the hunted. This is the news wanted me. People like I worked with the mayor of Sacramento, who's a former Hall of Fame basketball player. You know, so so like everyone, I, I never spent a dollar in advertising. I did paid traffic. I never spent. I've never spent paid traffic on trying to get clients. It's right. always been a referral, and uh, that's as a result of kind of building that that excitement around the brand.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. And so you go to Seattle and you have an amazing two-year, you know, bonanza, taking essentially what you were doing for yourself. That's all, that's kind of, I see parallels to my story. I did that, grew a successful martial Mm. arts school, and then I went to San Diego and got connected with an online business Mm. that I used to grow my brick and mortar small business. Exactly. It was the same, but it was just like, it's all the same. There's just more zeros attached. And anybody with an internet connection and a credit card, you know, that fits Yeah. That was the same so, I mean, well, they gave me half
1: a million. It's easier because they gave me half a million dollars a month spin ads. That, right. That so it's like know. so. So <laughs> it's taking it's taking direct response and applying it to a SaaS software as a service company and trying to take a company from unknown to becoming literally the market leader. And, and that's kind of the thing that I'm, it's like, I'm a one trick pony. I do the same thing. Anyone we talk about, you're like, Hey, I'm just getting going. Great. You got to build an audience and right. you got to niche it to the point where you become the market leader. Then you're going to start selling some stuff. All right, let's build some excitement around it. Let's build an event. You know, it's like, I'm the one trick pony. So I don't even know why I'm on this show, bro. I got like one trick and it's, you know, it's still working 15 years
0: later. You know, well, there's riches and niches, bitches. So <laughs> that's a good So you build an audience, you niche it down until you're the market leader, and then what? Then you run events.
1: Well, you know, if someone has come to me right now, the, the people that we typically work with now, they have some sort of audience, they have some sort of Facebook group, email list, or they have a big following on YouTube or Instagram. The agency serves people that have You know million followers on instagram or facebook you know large email lists so that's kind of the but but when i my coaching business you know we want to find people that have some sort of audience so we can make things faster but if someone was starting out today i would just let them know like hey you know put put together a workshop run some ads to a workshop you host a workshop in the group so you grow an email list as well as a group member it's like you know killing two birds with one stone and and you end up now you have a group you can sell to that group you can nurture that group and your event or workshop we like to do two or three day events sometimes you know build some excitement there's a lot of things that go into it but we want people to feel pumped about like hey man this is a community this is like this is awesome i'm demonstrating how i'm helping answer questions and and so you kind of position yourself as, as you know, going from really an expert to, to an authority. You know, an expert just knows a lot about a topic, right? An authority is different because an authority is someone that is known as kind of a market leader, someone that people look up to and spend money with. So there's a big difference in my mind between that expert and authority. And so, so that's kind of what, what we do.
0: How do you nurture a community? Like, I know, I know that we only have like an hour, but, and you you know, let me condense 10 years of learning and 15, you know, but generally speaking, is there a guideline? Like, you? cause there's so many groups on Facebook, you know? Yeah,
1: but it's more, to- it's more than a group. It's more than a group. Like this is what people, all oh, Facebook groups, Facebook it was like, communities have been existing since like, if you believe God in God, and it's like Adam and Eve, he saw that Adam was alone. He needed to be, In community, right? There's always community. So people are hungry. One of people, one of the six human needs is is community and connection. And so, if I have a topic that people maybe don't have a lot of people in their their sphere, like where I live right now, there's about two hundred thousand people. There's not a lot of entrepreneurial direct response guys doing what i do so i spend time online meeting guys like daryl because we have something to talk about when we talk it ignites me gets me excited and so the idea is if you can get the right community not just a general community but a very specific community then i think it can work what do people want to talk about what problems do they have what are the hopes and dreams and and uh, You know, what are they working on? What what struggles do they have? Oh, it's, it's, you know, you have a cool family photo. Oh, cool. Oh, you're a family, you know what I mean? So it's like you just start growing this thing. The problem with Facebook groups is most of them are too broad. And so we, we try to be as specific as possible. Because we're a little bit more high ticket, we don't need a massive group. You know, I have this event called, you know, big money from small groups, because I want to teach people how to make big money, high ticket clients from small groups and so that's where i think community it's not about groups it's about community
0: right i love that i love that now do you have any tips for helping people niche
1: yeah i think for for niching the first thing i will say is picking a niche if it was easy you have not become specific enough niching should be so painful you should regret picking a niche You should actually regret it. It's like right now, it it should like, it should cause some angst. You should turn your back on people you love and that, you know, you can help so that you can attract the right people and repel the wrong people, you know, especially marketers that are a little higher ticket a lot of us are more T shaped marketers, T shaped being you have a breadth of knowledge, but you're probably good at one or two really good things. And so guys like you and I dare, we can help a lot of people with a lot of things. I can help people. I can be the Facebook ads guy. I can be this guy, I can be that guy. But I have to kind of pick an audience that I I genuinely want to help. It's gotta be a growing audience. I, I gotta be able to want to serve that audience. And they also, they have to be willing and able to want to solve their pain. Right. So for me, the way I niche is kind of like doubling down on niching. I, I, I like helping people with Facebook ads. A few years ago, that, was, that could have been the niche and that's it. Right. But then you gotta take it a layer further for me. So for me, niching down to me, I can start targeting 18 to 22 year old people that are in college. I could call college students, I can show them how to build an audience so that by the time they graduate, they have a group and they can start selling to them. And then the messaging and ads trying to grow that audience is different than growing an audience of stay at home dads between the ages of 40 and 55 that have kids that are around 10 years old to 15 years old. They're thinking about their kids leaving the next five to 10 years. It's a completely, so we have to be so specific. And the problem with niching is most people think they want to hoard the entire audience. They want everybody. And, and yeah, you will not have anybody. Right. So, so that's where I think it's gotta be painful. You gotta be willing and able to serve them. You got the expertise, or you have to at least uh, have some competency, but you can get better at what you do skill set wise with training, coaching, certifications, things of that sort. So, for me, I specifically love helping people with Facebook groups. One of the niches I focus on are Christian coaches. Mm-hmm. And so, it's very specific. I'm not just niching down with groups, but I'm also niching down even further with Christian high ticket coaches. And so that's that's probably one of the most important thing because when we create ads, they have to like spell it out. People should never have to like, is that for me? They should go, dude, this is like, he's literally talking about me and that's it. But people wanna go big groups, broad. And unless you're like Gary V or Alex Hermosi and you could spend the 20 to 40,000, $50,000 a month it takes to get a hundred posts piece of content per day, this is the alternative to that. And, um, and that's what we do, man.
0: Yeah, I love it. I think it's really part of the way of the future, because the way things are going right now with AI and SEO and that, I think that communities is huge. going to be a huge advantage for people because, you know, Google is talking about introducing a social search chat bot. So it's not even going to give you all the websites. It's just going to give you the answers from the site. Like going Mm. to the actual site is going to be five clicks deep. They're going to try to do everything in the app. You buy your flight ticket. Where are you trying to go? All right. How much do you want to spend? It'll ask all those questions and it'll go and do the booking for you and just chat with you. And so all of a sudden SEO search for flights, I mean, you know, Expedia, all these sites. So it's But the people that have communities, like you said, those relationships that are really for someone, that's I really think is going to be kind of a, a moat of protection around yeah. the new developments. That's me. I, I don't, I should ask you, what do you think is happening in the future in terms of this?
1: I don't, I, I try to major too many people major in the minors. You know, I want to focus. i want to keep the main thing, the main thing. Mr. Beast turned down a billion dollars yep. for his Gary V said he would have turned down $10 billion. I, don't, I wouldn't have, you wouldn't have. But those guys get audience more than a lot of us direct response guys, you know, they truly get long term marathon recessions come and go and but but sometimes we play a very short economic recession game where it's like I'm just gonna with the irons hot, I'm gonna make a ton of money. And then it's like the people that sold loans in 2008 are now like they turned they became life coaches in 2012. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, so for me, at the end of the day, I want to build an audience and community that I have deep resonance with, that trust me to make good decisions. I, I think of Justin. Justin has a, a crazy, Justin Brooke has a crazy raving ravenous audience they love him they buy everything just made me a bunch of money last year as a result of selling one of my things and that's that's what i want you know and a lot of people like well what about TikTok? they all change well put this on an email list grow an email list build a community with them connect with them on a consistent basis and the last thing i'll say is this is like why is audience important you know it's, it's recency bias you know people have recency bias they are going to do they're going to engage with things or people or programs that they see on a consistent basis and so this is why people are emailing more this is why people are posting more content this is why people are running ads and growing communities because they want to be in front of people on a consistent basis and so i think our niche i wish our niche really understood the value of building brand and audience a little bit more than they do. I think the smart ones do, but a lot of the other ones are just trying to bang people through a VSL webinar or slam them through a phone, very transactional versus building like a relationship type of business for the long run.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. It's a weird catch-22 because, you know, you got a was it? Half of my marketing – is wasted and i just wish i knew which half but at the same time same time like you said it's not it's not so transactional like that Mm. exactly so now what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making with their group
1: you know publicly selling all the time you know the only time that they ever show up for people they're selling Mm. that's the only time they ever see them is like i'm in promotion mode and so the only time they get an email, the only time I get a post, it's all like promotion, promotion, promotion. And I, you know, I, I think at any given time, 10% of people are ready to buy from you. Another 80% of people are, they might buy. And then 10% of people just are lurking. They're never going to buy. So I, I think the biggest mistake right now in our little community is, of people are focused on the 10%. They're like, oh, I'm good, Alejandro. I don't have to build audience. I don't need to build that stuff in the future because 10%. But what ends up happening is that 10% ends up getting saturated or they become savvy and human behavior starts to kick in. And that 80%, I care most about how can I nurture The 80% of people that might be interested and human nature would say that it takes several touches before someone makes a decision, but it's been so good because the 10% are just buying right now. But as things tighten up that people are going to vie for like, how do we connect with the 80%? And to me, it's community, it's audience, it's group, it's, it's email. And so that's my belief. And it doesn't have to be a Facebook. It could be a discord. It could be a Slack, right, right, it could be right. Sam Evans with school, you know what I mean? And so I like Facebook groups because it keeps people on Facebook when they're already there.
0: Yeah, you're really, the benefit I like, <clears throat> I like how you you keep emphasizing building an email list because it's easy to build a community on Facebook because Facebook spent you know billions of dollars to get people there. But you know that you can't export Facebook friends, you can't export your Facebook group, but you can import and invite people via email. To Facebook, you can import, 100%. Like you can import them to Twitter, all that stuff. I don't know who said it, but you reminded me that people buy when they're ready to buy, not when you're ready to sell. Mm. And so I think it's that concept, like you say, of just being in front of them. One of our other guests that's been here multiple times, I know, you know, Brian Kurtz, he's been on the show three, four times too. He always says, not everything is a sales event, but everything is a relationship event and people so good. how you made them, how you made them feel.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's that, it's that almost that green eggs and ham. Of like, how do you be in front of someone with value and a little Mm -hmm. bit of entertainment, but at the same time, come up with new reasons why they should act now, if they're ready to buy now, you know? 100%. It's like a weird art versus science thing, I think. You you agree with that? Do you have any tips for people on how to achieve that?
1: How to achieve what specifically?
0: Well, just the balance, cause you say like the biggest mistake is always selling. You talk about building community, but people like, I gotta pay the bills and keep the lights on. So, okay, I'm going to build a group, you know, Alejandro, I'm going to build a group, I'm going to build yeah. an email list and you, I, you don't want me to sell them all the time, but when do I get paid?
1: Yeah, you don't, no, I'm just joking. You definitely want to get paid for sure. Um, so there's different checkpoints, you know, it's all a dance, you know, it's all a cadence. It's like baking a cake. There's a recipe to follow, you follow it, 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 you're going to get good. If you bake a cake for the first time, might not be the best, but over time you get really good in 10, 20, 30 times in like you're locked in. But if you're like, oh, I want to sell here. I want to do it here. I want to send this here. And you, you you know, the cake's going to stay flat. And so I, I, when people join a group, there's, there's these membership questions, everybody's seen them. People ask a lot of different questions. One of the questions we ask is, hey, if you want to hear about how we help people XYZ, you know, get your desired outcome. Would it be okay if we message you? Yes or no? So people came to my group. Remember, they're coming to my group. I'm not cold outreaching them. I'm the hunted. They're coming. They're knocking on my door, clicking join. On a private group, you have to knock. You have to be let in. I don't let everybody in. If they're not going to answer my questions and I look at their profile, I'm like, I'm not going to let them in because I'm trying to create a good culture of people for my group. So when people, they're knocking, they wanna be invited to your house, they wanna be invited to your party. So there's a level of psychology and pre-selling that I think happens, it kind of position, starts to position a little bit like uh, Alejandro's, this is his house, he's the guy. And so when people ask that, qu- answer that question, I can see if I can flip 10% of those people, remember the 10% are ready to buy, I can send them an email, hey Daryl, You said yes to to, to joining my group, blah, blah, blah. You said yes to wanting some more information. You know, are you still interested in learning how to grow a client getting Facebook group? No. Awesome. No worries. You're going to love the group. Check out the start here post and, uh, and check out the free training. Just binge it like Netflix. If they say yes, then I'm like, awesome, man. Like, tell me a little bit about your current situation. What's going on? Like, tell me what you're up to. You know, hey, what are you working on right now? Travis Sago of, you know, mutual, you know, we, we, that's actually, I think how we met originally, you know, learned a lot of that strategy from him selling through the DMS. And so, so, so I got opportunity to hit the 10% there. So, so without even having to do a lot of, you know, dancing and show pony and training, you know, teaching them all, I had an opportunity right the moment they joined the group. The second time I have an opportunity is through my email follow-up. I ask them questions like i'm nurturing them so there's another one and then every once in a while i might do a facebook live i might make a hand raiser post hey thinking about putting together a group of people that want to learn how to do xyz if you're interested comment below and so my my group is not filled with a bunch of act now flash sale you know it's like and it's like you see all these different prices that people have they're only going to hear about it through the dms or some sort of phone call and so, so, so yes, you can make money, but but the idea is that, hey, I'm Alejandro. This is your group. I'm here to serve you. I'm gonna demonstrate how we're helping clients do this. And if that thing that I help a client do interests you, um, I would love an opportunity to work with you. For it's not for everybody, but for those that it is, let's let's jam, let's hang out, and, and let's see how we can work together. So just a really different approach to selling.
0: I love that. So Try and break it down for people that are listening. What he's really talking about is, you know, it's it's almost almost like a dating scenario, right? You're not sending penis pictures to people like, hi, nice to meet you, right? Like you you meet someone, you go to a party, you meet someone. Oh, can would you be interested in maybe meeting for coffee? And then they give you a number. Yeah. And you take the conversation offline. So when you're talking about in your public spaces, whether it's your email broadcast or your group, you're just having like, like fun and valuable group conversations Yep. as a byline. Hey, if, and it's a binary thing, ideally. Hey, this, you know, raise your hand and we'll take this conversation elsewhere. And that's where people indicate whether they want to hear more about the offer or not. You're not selling upfront to everybody. And this comes back to someone's got an email list of whatever, a hundred, a thousand, 10,000, 100,000. They're not just sending everybody the pitch. The idea is, is you're just being of value because attention is really important. We're in an attention-based economy. So you're yep. trying to maintain that on the front end and then you get them off. And you mentioned through the member questions and they come into a group for your email, you ask some sort of way for them to raise hands and then you take them elsewhere. And that's when you go through maybe the typical sales process where you might even try to qualify them again to make yep. sure that they didn't. You know, come into the separate area, like, Hey, just want to make sure you really wanted this. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It fit. And then you would, and then you pitch, is that accurate?
1: Yeah. That's hundred percent accurate. I, I think about it, human behavior, like human, like offline and online, it's the same thing. Right. The reason people were reaching out to me in Sacramento was because I was on the news all the time. Mm-hmm. They, they also reached out because I was in front of people at my events as the The tribe leader. And so you have, you know, you kind of position yourself and, you know, you're doing workshops. You're the person giving the workshop, talking about how you're helping people do XYZ, sharing case studies. And so it it goes from this having to brute force. I've never heard from you. Join my strategy session. And in 45 minutes, I'm going to brute force use persuasion and all the books i'm going to throw all the books at you about sales and persuasion and get you to buy it it, it's it's not that it's it's more of like doing everything up front so that by the time you sell them it it, it becomes a lot easier Do, do you remember do you remember mowing along before it had like horsepower and a motor
0: I, I know the little push mowers I used to play with at my grandma's. Those,
1: are, you know, it's the one, you know, you have even, even not the push ones, but the oh, ones you start up and you still yeah, push them. Yeah. yeah, yeah but then I eventually do. they got horsepower and you, you push the button and it would actually, like you literally effortlessly just push with your finger and it will move to me. That's, that's what I think when you do a good job, pre-selling people, Peter Drucker says the aim of marketing is to make sales superfluous right? And so great marketing pre sells great marketing does all of the things you need to do to build trust, to build bond, to build relationship with people so that by the time you present an offer, they're so ready to buy. And so that's that's kind of the way we do things around, around here.
0: I love that. The emphasis is almost really on the foreplay versus on the this is what it is and buy now and fear and scarcity and...
1: And again, the 10%, that works, that can work. I think there's a place for VSLs. I think there's a place for webinars. I think there's a place for these type of things. But again, 10% of people, yeah, they're going to buy right now. But try to sustain that and build it scalably, Bro, you probably know a lot of these people. I know a lot of these people that people know their big names and they're full of crap, bro. They're, a lot of these guys are not building sustainable businesses. They're struggling it's so much of that garbage in our space and, and they're peacocking and lying about numbers on their posts. It's, bro, I, I'm in these conversations hearing from these people and learning and hearing about it. So all that to say, man, I think we have to build a relationship type business with our audience for the long run. Otherwise I don't think we're going to be built to last.
0: Yeah. You can really see that. The here today is gone tomorrow. You know, I've been in this for 17 years and I'm, I'm definitely got a lot of flaws, but I love when you said that, you know, that's actually something that I think, I don't know if it hurt me, so to speak, but I remember, I remember specifically a, a mastermind meeting I was at, I was in San Diego, not naming any names, but there was a bunch of people there and they were planning launches. And it was like, you know, I'm, I'll use you and me. It was like, Alejandro, you need a product ready for February because you're up. And we're going to mm. sell it for like 2,500 so we can split that 50, 50. And it was like a ping around, but there was no, like, it needs to be tested that it works. This is that. And right. Right. The Launches unfold. And the problem was some of these people were big names and they would endorse a product. And then you have Joe blow that's trying to feed his kids. And he's in his, you know, he's in a basement and he buys it and he goes through the program wholeheartedly and he's not getting results and he posts about it and everybody, you know, shits on him because, guru is so credible and such an authority. If they say it, yeah. And what about, and I saw so much of that. It made me,
1: it's disheartening, man. It's disheartening. And the, the last part of that would be, man, if you have, if you're high character, high integrity, understand a little bit about how to sell to people, how to build a little bit of community and trust, bro, you could, you, you could build, build something for a long time. If you show up on a consistent basis, Man, I think you can absolutely crush it. There's a, you know, in the last several months, you know, I'm, I met some folks, one of them was a founder of a very popular brand in our little space, had a hundred employees and the, the business struggled, it, it was losing money and, uh, but no one knows those stories. Mm-hmm. And so never, never uh, for, for those that are watching, never compare your life to someone else's highlight reel. Yeah. because we actually don't even know if yeah. if it's just a facade or if it's actually real yeah. and so so many of us are like man i'm late to the game it's i'm late to the game i'm late to the game Yeah, now you're just getting started you know with what happened with the pandemic like more and more people want to work remote they want to learn online people are buying stuff online like never before and so it's the greatest opportunity right now to make money if you're selling stuff online
0: oh yeah i agree wholeheartedly and there's like a billion people that are still yet to get online, and yeah, they're they're coming middle class in other countries. So they're, I, cu- I they're coming. That. So what are some of the habits? You talk about like habits or rituals or disciplines that you mm-hmm. think are required. You talk about the long term, the long game, building long term relationships. What are like? Do you, you need to be publishing something weekly? Like I don't, I don't even know. See,
1: what that's what the thing about publishing. Like, yeah, you should be getting in front of your audience and emailing them once a week. Get a post on, but like. What what everyone's teaching right now short form content with YouTube shorts short form content linkedin short form content and then you got to like splice up videos you got to post it YouTube long form. And then you got to make an article blog article about it and then like 17 different ways that you could take one remember that like content syndication but with the paid ad I could create one video. And I could spend $5 a day and get entire in front of my entire audience. Then I can make actually one more video, so I have two videos running, and now I can have this perception that I'm everywhere, that people are like, dude, this guy is every, this guy's like must be, because I see him everywhere, and so, so I actually think you know content is like the gasoline, and paid traffic, paid traffic is like, I'm so, sorry, content is the fire, sorry, content is the fire, paid traffic is the gasoline. And I would say you don't need to pay post more content. You gotta post the right pillar pieces of content that build no like and trust and pour some five dollar a day traffic to that to position you as the market leader. One person that did this really well back in the day, and I don't have a relationship with him, don't really know him, exchanged text a couple times, but Scott Oldford did this. Mm-hmm. Scott Oldford literally went from nobody, literally no one, to being everywhere i was like dude i'm seeing this guy all the time and it doesn't cost a lot of money to put those video view objection on facebook out there and so so that's what i would that's that's what i would be doing do
0: you have any guidelines for how to what kind of pillar content
1: yeah what is your audience thinking at 2 a.m when they can't sleep because they're trying to figure out something you know, what is the thing that keeps them up at night? And it's, it can't be ethereal like stuff. That's 20 years down the line. I worked with someone the other a few years ago who wanted to just do a financial legacy course. And I'm like, that's not going to work. He's like, why? It's what I do. It's what I teach people. I'm like, yeah, but no one's going to buy that online. And uh, he's like, well, why not? It's like, because it's too far out. It's too ethereal. I can't feel it, taste it, touch it. You know what I mean? See it. You know, I can't grab it. And, um, I said, he's like, well, then what do we do? I said, what's the first most important domino that people need to solve in order to build that long-term legacy? And without split second later, he's like, oh yeah, they got to build a financial budget. They got to build a a plan, a budget plan. And and I said, well, build your content, build your workshop, build your event around that thing. Because if you can give people, as Frank Kern would say, a result in advance, if you give people some sort of quick win, it's going to give them a dopamine hit. They're going to relate to you because you got them that dopamine hit and you got them that win. While everyone else is trying to throw the kitchen sink at them, you're actually giving them a win. And so, what would it be like if I actually worked with this person over 90 days and I paid them? So now I got them a win for free. Now I'm working them for 90 days and I got them the next step of a win right? Shoot, man, he's got this ongoing program that's for like a year, kind of sounds like a mastermind. I wonder what it would be like if I got a win for free, and I made five figures in 90 days, could I make six or even seven figures working with this person over the next 12 months? Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think that's kind of the way we like to look at things is how can I get them that next, the next step? in there, wherever they're at. So, so how do you, what, what type of pillar content? I usually like to think of three different, three different pillars of content. For me, it might be Facebook groups and community. The next piece might be growing in an audience kind of audience building. And then the third one might be, you know, how do you use paid traffic to get well known fast so i'd have kind of three big pillars, I could probably combine a couple of those and maybe the third one's just motivation. You look at Gary Vaynerchuk you know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about. He talks about content, you know he talks about scaling talks about empathy and care, so there's a lot of what he talks about 80% of it, I would venture to say it's it's right around two to three things that he's talking about on a consistent basis if you look at all the big brands, it's usually two to three things that they're talking about and reinforcing it. And and it sounds redundant, but redundancy in communication is actually a really good thing. You, Daryl, might be like, man, I've been hearing Gary say that for five years. Well, he helped you get to the next step. So you don't need, maybe you don't need that no more, but his macro audience, I tell you what, they do need it. And so, so that's where I would say, you know, find three things that you can kind of, become known for and start talking about those things on a consistent basis
0: yeah i think as owners like you say we get bored of our stuff much faster than the market can. we do the market is thousands of people geico has for like 15 years been saying 15 minutes can save you 15 percent on car insurance it, it
1: bounces can- in my head now it bounces yeah. in our head right
0: because they know that that's the lowest quality lead that they can make work they have life insurance they do business insurance they do all these other but 15 minutes can save 50% on car insurance is the offer that gets people. And they say it with clowns, with a dog. They got a plane with a banner behind it flying through the sky. And that's just, like you said, that's like.
1: You, you got to get work. good at saying the same thing in different stories and angles. Yeah. If you can get good at that,
0: green that's the ham. game. Green, green yeah. eggs and ham. Would you like it with a boat? Would you like it? You know, yeah. You eat it with yep. a goat. Would you eat it in the yep. house? Would you eat it's, it with the mouse? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Dr. Seuss knew some stuff, man. He was trying to put that in there. 100%. It's a sales Bible, green eggs and Ham. That's not a joke. <laughs> it, it really
1: is. It really is.
0: Yeah. So you got to get that dialed in. This is great. You've given such great content. Some of the people may want to listen to this a couple of times. Now, I guess one of the things I want to ask, you already talked a bit about the future. What do you... Well, let me say this then. What have I not asked you that I should have asked you?
1: Where can I send you money? You know what I mean? Like, that would be awesome. (laughs) You know, it's like, but I'm totally joking. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I think I've kind of said like, I'm always trying to think like, if I had like one last talk to to what audience am I talking? I always want to know who the audience is. But like, what's that? What's that last thing I would say? What's the big idea? And to me, again, an audience is the biggest cheat code it's the yeah. biggest cheat code. And you want to turn that audience, not only to an audience of people that follow you, but they become like a community and that has its own culture, has its own internal jargon. So you need a community, but where do you put those people? I find right now the best place is a Facebook group. And so we got to learn, You know what are the ways to use Facebook profiles to grow a group. That's a little slower, but I like to do ads. And so, so that's, I feel like I've tried to give you all yeah. the good stuff to, to really start growing an audience and getting yourself more opportunities. Because that's the biggest thing. Uh, if I did a survey, I think most offer owners that have an offer that that's dialed in, it's usually a traffic problem that they have.
0: Right, not a sales it's problem.
1: It's usually a traffic problem. And so the two biggest things we need online is an audience and offer. But a lot of the people I, I I work with and I want to, they have an offer. They just need to figure out the traffic piece and how can I turn, you know, I can target and my group. I warm people up, but how do I turn cold traffic into buyers within the next 30 days? And to me, moving them through a conveyor belt of Facebook ad to a group, to email, to group, to that, that's kind of the thing. Audience is the biggest cheat code. Yeah. I love
0: that. I love that. So just for people like, you know, I got pages, notes, you talk, a lot about you know building an audience, niching it until you've, you're a market leader. And if it was too easy to pick your niche, it wasn't probably wasn't specific enough. One of the niches that he's focused on is not just Facebook ads, but it's Facebook ads to Facebook groups, and specifically for Christian coaches. That's how specific his niche was. Kind of building an email list in a Facebook group. You really want to have that email list. It's like it's the holy grail. But right now, why not take advantage of all the attention? Kind of attention, getting algorithms to be where the people are. Hundred percent. And that you have to nurture the group and build excitement. You talked a lot about event-based marketing and building excitement, anticipation for it, and then just connecting with people and having something to talk about. And we talked about the uh, recency bias that you know loyalty is a as a function of how frequently you are in their life, and that Mm. people buy when they're ready to buy, not when they're ready to sell. Talked about having like a three tier or so process where you really, you've just got kind of the the public facing where you said, you know, like your content is there. Like you may use your ads to pull people in, but once they're in, you want to have fun, engaging value added conversations. And every now and then you want to ask and get people to raise hands. Hey, who wants help with X? Or if I could do X for you, who would be interested? Take them elsewhere for that conversation, qualify them again, make sure that it's appropriate. And then, make the pitch for the offer and explain why it's right for them, you know, and it's really about building relationships and this avoids kind of just sending kind of dick pics in your group, you know, or even in your emails to everybody just like, ah, buy my stuff. Hey, 72 hour sale buy. because the people that don't want it don't necessarily want it. Now you can send a promo, but maybe you need to send an email saying, Hey, we're going to be doing a special on some of our things. If you want to see what's available, click here and segment those people out. You also actually don't know, I don't know if you said this, We talked about telling stories. You mentioned that mm. a couple of times. You never really went into it, but you kind of like, the story's really good. And then you kind of kept going. Talked about the $5 a day using just one, two, three videos to talk about kind of three things you want to be known for and using those to get in front of your audience and then using them to maybe to pull them in. Talked about the things that keep them up at, at 2 a.m. You know, we just, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy movie we're going to go see today, actually. And uh, we watched some of the old ones. And one of them, when you said that, it reminded me of this one scene, this girl, she can touch and feel people's feelings. And she touches Quill. And she's like, you feel love. And he's like, yeah, I kind of love people. She's like, no, you feel romantic, sexual love for her. And he points to the girl and everybody around starts laughing because that's his deep, dark secret, right? That he hasn't said to anybody. And so when he talked about what keeps him up at 3 it's it's that. Like, if you could put an ad where they see it online and it, Hey, what, you know, they didn't say anything to anybody.
1: You yeah. it's articulate good.
0: Articulate that, that thing. And it has to be specific. You said that they can grab it. Like I want financial freedom. Okay. But what does that mean? Right? Like, what does that mean? That means like for me, financial freedom right now is I've, I've got family spread across the world. I want to be able to bring everybody to one place and have a party. Right. I want to be able to just, Hey, don't worry. I got your rent. I got your bills. I got your travel expenses. Why don't you just come and chill with me and my family? First, mm. Right. That is such a specific thing that is tangible to a person. I talked. So you talked about also in your process, just building the relationship by giving results in advance. So figuring out that first thing, helping them first. So you get to know, like trust them, or they get to know, like trust you, you have their attention. Right. And you, you gave the example of giving someone a first win, helping them achieve something in 90 days for maybe a one-time fee or something, and then offering. sort of 12 month package on the back end this was really i mean it was really dense it was really action-packed if people agree if they're on board if they're going hey i really think building an audience is huge i think nurturing and having a community that you serve and that serves you know that helps nurture you and feed your family too if they want to know more and get involved and learn from you some of the intricate step-by-step details where do they go for that
1: yeah man Reyes.com is my website but you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram, Alejandro Reyes. And I'm always doing a lot more workshops on growing groups with ads, growing, you know, how to pick the name of your group and the topic of your group. So always doing that kind of stuff. Got some lower ticket stuff, got some higher ticket stuff. And uh, yeah, if you want to grow an audience and it, it, it not just because, you know, you're going to make money doing it, but you actually want to build a sustainable community long-term and tap into it for years to come then I'm the right guy for you. If not, go find someone else.
0: Yeah, I love that. And Alejandro is spelled A-L-E-J-A-N-D-R-O-R-E-Y-E-S. That's sir. J A N D R O R E Y E S. Go check him out. I'm a fan. I've known him for a while. We've been meaning to do this podcast for a bit. I'm glad I we managed to get it. Alejandro, thank you so much for coming and sharing with my community and my family, knowing that you have your own communities that you can nurture really appreciate it and i hope to have you back
1: everybody we'll see you peace